0: I'm Lonnie Edwards, the founder of The Dog Agency and Pet Insider, and you're listening to the Pet Insider Podcast. This is a show about the latest and greatest across the pet world. Whether you're a pet parent or just a little pet crazy, Pet Insider has you covered. We get it. We're obsessed too. I always say if I wouldn't wear it, why would would Winky? Like It has to be something
1: that I would want to wear or be seen with out in. And I also, I'm going to make things for the home because I don't want an ugly bowl for, you know, it's my
0: house and i you know, I treasure all my things. That was Linda Rodin, beauty icon and founder of Linden Wings, a lifestyle brand for dogs and their caretakers. Linda will discuss where she draws her inspiration, her plans for the brand, and how her love of dogs has evolved over time. Now let's get back to Linda. So Linda, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. So to get started, you are a fashion and beauty icon. How did you get into that?
1: I have no idea. I don't really know. I was in the fashion industry for 40 years, behind the scenes styling and all that. And then I developed a beauty line, which I'm no longer a part of. And I think like the fashion and the beauty kind of melded together. And people just started being curious about me and it just kind of evolved with no plan no I don't know how it happened I mean it's fun I enjoy
0: it but I'm not really sure And how did you get started with making a beauty line
1: um you know it's the it's the boring story cliche thing I couldn't find something on the market I liked so I said well you know I'll try to make one myself and I just experimented with a lot of things and I came up with something I loved and one thing led to another and I decided to produce it and I found a factory and
0: did it take off right away? What was that process No,
1: like? you know, things take time. I, I realize, um, same with my new business now, there's there's a definite road to it. It doesn't, I don't think anybody wants to be an instant success because they never really are. Um, and I think you need to go through the, the steps to make it right. So, you know, it's the Oprah curse, I guess. You get on Oprah and you go out of business because you can't handle the, the amount of people that are interested. Um But no, I think it's step by step. And for me, my favorite saying is, one step informs the next.
0: What is your tagline now? Well,
1: my motto is, from beauty to the beast. And I have to say, I
0: love beasts. Have you always been a dog person?
1: You know, I grew up in a household with so many animals. We had dogs, cats, baby alligators, birds,
0: Baby alligators. Yeah, my
1: brother wanted one for Christmas, so he got one. (laughs) Where were you living? I grew up on Long Island. And my mother would, birds would fall out of trees, and she would take them and give them, like, whiskey out of an eyedropper, bring them back to life. (laughs) We had hamsters. We had chickens hatching in the basement for my sister's science project. It was just nonstop. And we always had a dog. And cats. I mean, we had every animal you could have. And I was not a big animal fan. Um, Always loved the dogs, but I was not crazy about the alligators. alligators and <laughs> hamsters and all that kind of stuff. But now it's just... And my, my sister was a rider, so we were always at the stables and horses. And I'm not athletic. I hated riding and all that. But I did always have an affinity for dogs.
0: And from then on, did you always have a dog in your life?
1: Well, that's what's interesting. When I grew up, I, I didn't have a dog from when I left home at, I guess, 18 till I was, I think, maybe 50 which sounds insane, but I was just working, traveling. It never occurred to me to have one. I couldn't have handled it anyway. I would have been totally irresponsible. And then I went to Paris to visit a friend, and she gave me a dog for Christmas. And that was a nightmare, but I got a (laughs) a basset hound who ended up weighing 75 pounds. I had Addison's disease and was a monster, but I loved him. He was gorgeous and sweet, but he was very aggressive and had a lot of, of problems. Mental problems and physical problems. Anyway, it was a real test of love. I had him for 10 years and he passed away. And then I got my wings. He's going to be nine next Tuesday, which doesn't seem possible. How could he be nine? Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but I was, we were an animal home, for
0: sure. What led you to decide to create Lyndon Wings?
1: Well, I decided that I no longer wanted to be in the beauty industry. So as I said, from beauty to the beast, I just love dogs and I, I love being creative and I like putting things together. And I just one day thought, well, I'm sitting here with Winky on my lap and I don't know what to do and maybe I'll, I don't know, make dog things. And I actually, to be honest, I never could find, it's the same story with the beauty thing. I go to a pet shop and I don't really like anything. And I think, well, that's crazy. Why not make something? I always say, if I wouldn't wear it, why would, why would Winky? Like It has <laughs> to be something that I would want to wear or be seen with, out in. And I also, I'm going to make things for the home because I don't want an ugly bowl. For You know, it's my house. And I've, you know, I treasure all my things. So I decided I'd make bowls, dog bed. I'm making this beautiful pillow toy. My shampoo is coming out. And I have the most incredible cookies. Tell us the cookies. They're organic, and they're, you know, obviously healthy. I've tried one. It's like I think beautiful. I told you, they're exquisitely beautiful. <laughs> and, you know, if I said if you have a little olive oil and salt and a glass of wine, you could eat one. You know, it could be a bar <laughs> snack. But And so it just revolves around dogs in a, in a kind of, to me, charming way, you know, which I think it just presents dog stuff in a way that I don't seem to find out there. Someone with a personal point of view, which I have, And, you know, it's not Hermes, it's not Petco, it's in between. And they're really well-made and hand-finished, and everything's local. And I don't use leather, so I use pleather and cotton.
0: And why don't you use leather?
1: Well, I have to say I'm not vegan. Um, I eat fish, I have meat once a year, maybe. But I just didn't want to put an animal on an animal, you know. And and pleather is fine. I mean, my bag is... It just why use leather i mean i i'm a hypocrite i've leather shoes i would never wear fur i never have in my life but i just thought it's it's a it's a choice and i think i don't know if i told you but i was speaking to my manufacturer and he he's you know he's makes a lot of leather that's his business and i said well i don't want to make leather i want to make pleather it was just it's it's a choice and i i made it
0: and where do you get your inspiration from
1: oh anywhere and everywhere I, that's a question people have asked me before but i think you just Walk down the street, I mean, and I see a, a color in a window or, a th- I don't know, it, to me it's everywhere. It could be a napkin in a restaurant, you know, it's just, it could be the silliest thing, or you go to a museum and you see a painting that has colors, you, wow, I never really thought red and lavender would look great, but that's an idea. You know, I think it's, it's everywhere, and it's by osmosis, I think, that you just don't even realize what you're seeing, a lot of it's subliminal, especially in New York. You walk down the street and you're bombarded. I mean, I'm looking here at this yellow staircase and I have a yellow pleather leash and it's <laughs> good. It looks good. <laughs> yeah, anywhere. You, I think if one has their eyes open, it's just surrounding.
0: And what is your creative process? So you get inspired? And-
1: I get inspired and then I'm very like, I want to do it that day. So if I think, oh, I'd like to find a fabric that's got polka dots, I will run to a fabric shop. And I will run to the store to buy pleather and another stuff. And I'll wrap it together and I'll staple it. And I'll, I'll try to make my own little prototypes to see how it would look if it's just not in my head. I like to make things. You know, and I'm not that crafty, actually. I'm <laughs> kind of like sloppy. I remember in, in um, what was it, junior high school, maybe seventh grade, we had to take home ec. And we had to make bake. And, I mean, it was fun. We baked and we made clothes. And I'll never forget my teacher. She, I would doing something. She said, you know, you are just messy, Bessie. You make such a mess. <laughs> and I was making a skirt. I'll never forget it. A pleated wool skirt, which is hard to make because it makes you look bigger than this table. But I didn't realize that. And I was also using houndstooth. And I realized early on that I kind of had vertigo, so I couldn't look at the fabric moving on the table. So I got lavender wool. I'll never forget it. And my teacher just looked at it. And she said, you know, you use the Frankenstein stitch. This is the worst sewing I've ever seen. Can't you So I'm not good at things, but I kind of managed to do it well enough for me to envision what it's going to be. But I'm not crafty. (laughs) I mean, I'm not good at crafts, but I do love to to put things together.
0: Did your experience in creating the beauty line help with Linden Wings? Um,
1: It helped in the sense that I learned a lot about business and I learned a lot about deadlines and how long everything takes and why you need approval for that and why you don't need approval for this and it's really I you know knowing what I know now I don't think I would have started anything (laughs) no it's just too complicated you know it was so easy to make my product at home in my bathroom and then it became this thing and the difference with the products are I can't make them myself I can't bake the cookies I can't I don't have a sewing machine, not that I would know how to use it to make <laughs> the leashes. And it's all very complicated. And I wanted it yesterday, and now it's like nine months later. Everything is so slow. And everything's so fast at the same time. You know, I was sitting here and thinking, wow, what a different world. Like, everybody's here. We're, we work. We didn't have we work. It's just the world's going too fast. Yeah. And then in certain areas, to me, it's going too slow. How do you deal with that? I'm very frustrated most of the time. Like, why is this taking so long? And then sometimes I think, well, it's a process. You can't rush it. If you try to make something quickly, it's a mess. Or there's something wrong with it. And I think you'd have to go through the growing pains. Otherwise, you better do it sooner than later. So I just, I'm frustrated most of
0: the time, to be honest. Talk to us about the leashes. What, what makes them special?
1: Well, like I said, if I wouldn't wear, why should Winky? Um, I'm a denim fanatic, as we actually all are. So I decided, and you know, I've been wearing denim and jeans and Levi's since I was five. I have photographs of me and Levi's um, on a bicycle. And I just thought, well, that's, what do I wear that I like? And what colorways do I like? And I also like things that are very simple. And I just came up with a very simple prototype. Um, It's got... Silver-toned hardware, and it's no frills. I don't, I'm not a frilly type, so they're just clean, simple. I think really hip and chic. And I love walking Winky down the street because he just looks so cute. And all the dogs <laughs> I see, are you know that I've that have bought them or whatever, and they send me videos and photographs. It's like, wow, that looks really good. So I just wanted something simple, clean, and n- no frills. You know, I don't like dogs and neckerchiefs and baseball caps and sunglasses and whatever. I mean, I wish Winky would wear a coat, which I may make, I have an idea for a little sweater. But he wouldn't let me put one on, he won't wear booties. I mean, he's not, I'm not into the frilly kind of tutus and things for dogs. So I just wanted it to be simple because I'm very simple myself. So it was my kind of way of dressing or living that I wanted to extend to animals. Do you think
0: you'd make products for other pets or just dogs?
1: I think I'll stick to dogs. You know, I mean,
0: I guess a cat could wear, uh,
1: no, cats don't need that. I've seen cats on leashes, which I find very strange, but a friend of mine walks her cat on a leash outside. In Manhattan? No, that would be really crazy. Uh No, she's upstate. But I, no, I just, I like things, you know, small. I'm not into like a hundred things for a hundred dogs. And I know that a lot of people ask for harnesses and I'm not going to, probably make one. But I use a harness that's just a cheap nylon thing that disappears. You know, you still need a collar and you still need a leash. So if you want to buy that equipment, that's fine. But I just want to keep it like really focused and, and, you know, I think I have 10 products in mind, which would be finite and fine, but different seasonal changes. So for example, I have now the pleather and denim. I'm going to have pleather and pleather. I have a whole Final crazy thing that's wonderful that's coming out um, so it would be you know like you'll I don't know buy new shoes a season or you, you love that loafer but you'll buy it in the new, next iteration so it's kind of like that and that's where I think the, it meets the fashion world in a way it's going to change so you don't have the same black leather or whatever collar for 20 years I mean no harm in that but I just want a, a different point of view Actually, before I made mine, I had the same thing for five years. It was grimy and horrible, but yeah. I thought, well, whatever, it's good. It's not broken. You know, it's really good. So I was never into what I'm now creating. Yeah. I just said, oh, this is fine. And the simpler, the better. But I want it to be kind of evolving visual thing. But this, you know, the shape
0: will stay the same. And how are you finding the dog business to be different from the beauty business? Um, kinder. I like that.
1: Yeah. It's a different world of people. Yeah, it's kinder and it's. um, The the common denominator is such a wonderful thing, which is these animals. That everybody's happy around a dog. Everybody. So, um, except stupid stores in New York where you can't. I mean, it's insane. It's insane. But the people that I've met through this industry is just where I want to be.
0: And for future goals, are you planning to have it in stores? or
1: You know, that's a good question. Um, speaking of hating the world moving so fast, I decided about a year ago when I started this that I would just do it online. Instagram, you know, I thought this is the wave of the future. Let's do Instagram. So I based it around selling only online. And I don't know down the road if I will Change that and maybe sell in certain stores. I'm not really sure. Um, I'm going to see how it goes. You know, and we've only been launched for three months. So I'm just feeling my way, and I think that's the, the way to do it. Just see what happens. But I did plan on just doing it online. So I, I'm not really sure.
0: And why did you decide that? Because for your beauty, you did go in stores.
1: I just thought it was the way to go. Easier, you know, one stop shopping. Everybody seems, in the world, it seems to be on Instagram, everybody's shopping. I mean, it's a big dog world out there, and I thought that would be the the mainlining it kind of way to do it. But I I don't know. I don't rule out certain stores that I might do or collaborate with a store. I'm not really sure, but I just think this was the best jumping-off place. And speaking of
0: Instagram, you have a very large following yourself. Yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love it. It's, it's yeah, it's fun. What has that been like, being an influencer, growing a following?
1: I had no idea about it till, I think it was maybe 10 years ago, my niece, who was actually going to be 30, she was 20, she said, well, are you on Instagram? I said, what is Instagram? I mean, just, no, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm a real luddite. I, I hate technology. So, she said, "Well, let me open an account for you." And I said, "Okay. What are we going to call it? I don't know. You and Winky. Uh, so it was Lyndon Wings." And I just don't even know how one thing led to the other. And somehow, I got this kind of uh, fashion cred, which I find so crazy because I've looked the same my entire life, except for the wrinkles on my face. But <laughs> I've always dressed the same. I've I've really kept. The same silhouette and the same whatever. So I don't really know how it worked. But it kind of got bigger. And it's really about, I think, it was never about products. I never talked about products on Instagram. It was just me and my lifestyle. But now I feel I want to sell products on this app in this way. Yeah, so I'm just trying to really work on, in, the, in that arena. And, you know, putting up, I've always had pictures of dogs. I mean, it started as Lyndon Wings 10 years ago. Well, actually, it, was, it couldn't have been 10 years ago. I didn't have wings, so that's a lie. It might have been nine years ago. Yeah. So, um, and that's what we, she named it. And I never wanted to, as I said, sell anything on Instagram. And I wasn't even selling myself, I was just taking pictures because I really enjoy taking pictures. I think it's so much fun. I like to walk around my house and, you know, take pictures of things. So I really enjoy it. And I think over the last, you know, decade people have you know wanted to take pictures of me so I you know it's a little obnoxious but I post pictures of me (laughs) actually when I was waiting for you I posted a picture of me that someone took but it's fun and I like people to like it so I and everybody loves Winky because everybody loves any dog because they're all so cute
0: so yeah it's just a platform that I chose that I feel good about what do you think it is about dogs that makes them so wonderful
1: what I love about dogs is the unconditional love I think they're brilliant, and I don't think we know the half of it. You know, what they know and how they feel and all that. I mean, I'm not a cuckoo bird that you can't cut down a a tree because it's going to cry. But I think there is something about dogs, especially through evolution and everything, that they are really sentient beings. So it's that they're so smart, and they're so funny. They're not looking in a mirror. They don't get embarrassed. You know, <laughs> I see things that Winky does, and I just say, oh, I'd shoot myself if <laughs> anybody's... He, like, he'll try to jump on something, and he falls, and he, he's such a klutz. He looks like he's this elegant thing, but he falls. And I think, is he embarrassed? You know, and so they just do... They're just the perfect little thing, little or big. I mean, you know, they're just wonderful creatures. Everything about them is, is fun, smart. Having them near you is just, that's why I think older people were are not well. A dog makes everybody happy. It just does. You know, and actually after I was left my house and I didn't have time for a dog or anything, I just, and my sister was a dog. She passed away, but she was a dog lunatic. I mean, we would walk down the street, and she would stop probably 30 dogs in one block. And I would say, you know, I'm, I'll am i meet you at the store. I'm not <laughs> stopping for all these dogs. And she's, oh, you're so nasty. And I said, you know, it's just, no. And she just had this thing, and she, I didn't want my own dog, so I kind of kept my distance. And I think it was that it was, you know, sibling stuff. She's such a dog nut. I'm not going to be a dog nut. And I don't want a dog right now. And And unfortunately, she passed away three months after I got Winky. At least she met Winky. And she she's like laughing in her spot, just thinking, oh God, she's worse than I ever was. <laughs> you know? Um, and she always had little dogs. She had Chihuahua, she had Papillon. She And, you know, there's too sad a story to tell, but it just, she was like a dog person. And when she passed away, her dog, who was 15, a friend of Hers took care of it because Winky was a puppy, so I couldn't take her dog, Rosie. So then the woman who took the dog said, you know, I think she's had it. You know, she's almost 16, and, and I said, you know, I'm going to take her to the vet. And Winky had gotten a little bit older. Anyway, long story short, the vet said, she's okay. She's eating. She's, you know, she weighed four pounds to begin with. But. And so I took her to my apartment, I put her in a little thing, and Winky was horrified he just couldn't believe that there was something alive aside from him in the house that I was paying attention to. <laughs> and then, you know, just a, a, about three months later, I just said, uh, something's wrong. And I went to the vet and they said, yeah, you know, she's just, she stopped eating and all that stuff. So I had someone come to the house. But, you know, it's just, I get it now that my, my sister's mania was so well founded. And I was just the sibling thing. I'm, you like blue? I hate blue. You know. <laughs> We just were that, and we were very, very close. I mean, we lived 10 blocks from each other our entire lives. But I just became my sister. I just am totally her. I laugh. I try to just see the bright side of it. I am way crazier than she ever was. (laughs) I mean, I stop every dog. I look at every dog. I pet every dog, you know. But it's interesting how it happened to me later, you know, then she was just always that way. Um, I think, but I also had dogs I loved growing up. I mean, I have pictures of me with sleeping with my poodle. I mean, I've, we had so many different dogs. But yeah, but I came late to the mania of it. But <laughs> never, too <late. laughs> never too late. I made up for
0: lost time a million, <laughs> a millionfold. fold. Yeah. Part of the proceeds from your products go to the Humane Society. Yes. Can you talk about that?
1: Um, well, I, you know, I'd like to give to every everything. There's just too many, and I, I feel the same way about people and all that. So you do the best you can. And I, I, we grew up with a humane society, so I guess you can't give to everything. So I, I thought that was a good, a good one.
0: What is your day-to-day like?
1: Boring, because I work from home, which is, I love. Winky's on my lap. Um, and it's really just problems-solving. I think that's really what I, what I do all day. You know, or I have something great like this, or I'm doing a photo shoot tomorrow for this kind of wonderful clothing company. I'm doing another, and I can bring the dog. So it's it's a, it's a mix of things, but I think once you start manufacturing, it's just headaches. I mean, what can I say? It's and, just nonstop.
0: And you handle pretty much everything on your own. Can you talk about that?
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm, when I started my... My other products, I did everything on my own, but then I got help. And now it grew, but now I have an art director whom I adore. His name is Jeffrey Miller, and he's fantastic. I've known him for, I think we figured out, 40 years or something. And he's brilliant, my manufacturer. But I do all the organizing. I mean, I have charts and lists, and, oh, this is a day late, but I You know, I'm just like pieces of paper all over the place. Because I don't have, we talked about this, I don't have a computer. I don't sit and organize. Everything's on a piece of paper. And, in fact, when I was coming here, I lost the paper of your address (laughs) because it flew out of my bag. Um, I'm really a scatterbrain, but I can also be, like, laser-focused. So I managed to get But I do work from home, unless it's a shoot or this or something. Um, I do go to my warehouse, um, you know, the Fulfillment Center. It's in New Jersey, and I check everything from time to time. But it's basically I'm home making it all go. You know, the creative part is always in my head, but once I decide on the colors or decide on the product or see that the cookies worked, that fun part is over. You know, the fun part is inventing it. It's everything else is downhill. (laughs) (laughs) I just love creating things, and then I get get so frustrated about everything else. But it's the process, and, you know, I wish I could do it all myself. If I could sew, if I could bake, it would be great but I can't, so. So you're constantly kind of dealing with other people, which is the world, but it does get frustrating. But I found, what I have wonderful people doing everything, and they're all brilliant that are making the things. It's just, it's out of their control when something has to be made, or you know, it's just, you know, takes a village, as they say. It really does. But I basically work by myself, except with the tangential people who are manufacturing, or baking, or the shampoo company. i Pretty much doing it on my own. (laughs) Do you like that? I do because I think I'm a control freak. But sometimes at the end of the day, I I write down what I'm doing the next day and I want to just go, oh, that's too much. (laughs) It's just like, how am I going to do all this? But then I love crossing it off. It's my favorite (gasps) thing. That list. And for me, it's all paper. So I throw out that paper. Then I have a new list. It's all with a pencil and paper. And I'm like, oh, you know, that's done. Let's get on to the next thing. Yeah, I love accomplishing things. I love crossing off things. Yeah, I'm a list maker. Love it. But I can't do it electronically. I don't know how.
0: What outside of work do you love doing? I love
1: walking around. You know, I'm a New Yorker. I've been here my whole life. So it's actually... Just walking and meeting friends for a coffee or a glass of wine, like we did. Um, I love to shop, museums. You know, I'm not a big theater goer. I don't do a lot of that. I'm not even a big socializer. You know, I like to eat dinner very early. and I'm very solitary. I do like my own time. I could stare out a window for four hours, you know, just thinking about stuff or puttering around. I'm I'm very—I've always been a loner my entire life. Even though everybody thinks I'm the social butterfly— I'm absolutely not. You know, I show up for things, and I enjoy myself. But a lot of times, if I had my druthers, I wouldn't even think about leaving. Yeah, I'm very, I'm a homebody. And that's the beauty of Winks. He's the (laughs) luckiest dog alive. But I do have a dog walker who, um, because I, Winky won't walk with me for an hour, except on the weekends when I drag him for three hours. But he knows if it's me, I swear he knows if it's a weekday. (laughs) (laughs) And he won't walk more than 10 minutes with me in the morning or at night. Dog walker comes, he knows it's an hour, it's Monday to Friday. But on the weekends, he I, I know. that's How did you pick poodle? It's interesting. I grew up with a poodle. Um, his name was Bounce. And he was, my brother and I argue, I think he was winky size. He says he was a standard. I said, but I have pictures of him. He said, yeah, but you were little. And he was little too. Uh, I said, whatever. <laughs> but my hound passed away. And as he was kind of in his 10th year, I, you know, I'd I always go out and I go to the flea market. And I saw on the str- two poodles at the flea market that I just fell in love with. And I asked them the breeder. It was the same breeder. And, and I, I couldn't get a rescue dog because my basset was so nuts that I thought, I have to know what I'm getting. I can't spend another 10 years with a maniac. So I was <laughs> afraid to, to do that, um, which I'm a little embarrassed about. I should, there's so many dogs. But, and then I saw another woman with a poodle, and I asked her, Randomly, it was the same breeder. I said, "Okay, <laughs> that's that's the that's the dog I want." And I went to Hackettstown, New Jersey, and it, it's called Cabrin Poodles. And I think, and then the woman I know has passed away. I don't know if it's still in business, but I went up there, and it was like a 1950s pet shop. I can't even explain how funny it was. It was like back in time, like when I was a kid, where th- everything was. From the 50s, all the toys. But then there was a little door with a dog door, and she opened the dog door, and three maniacs ran out, three <laughs> black poodles. And Winky just ran over to me, and they were brothers, and I said, I'll take them," But I was so nervous, I said, I'll pay for him, but I'm not taking him home, because I was really just coming to look. But I want him, I want to pay for him, but I can't come back till next week. I didn't even have a dog bed, I had nothing, I'd thrown everything out. So I went back the next week. You know, she could have switched it on me. I wonder if I got could. So could take the wrong baby home from the hospital. And it was Winky, And that was it. And he, I'll never forget driving home. He had his head on my shoulder. And that was love at first sight. I mean, it just, but I did wait a week. I was so nervous that I said, I don't even have a pillow for him to sleep. I don't have a grate. I don't have a, you know, a doggy thing. And, um, but I knew it was him. He just came. And he was black when I got him. And she told me, and his parents were a.k.a. show dogs. And beautiful, beautiful. One was white and one was um, apricot. And I said, well, he's black. She said, oh, he's not going to be black. He's a silver poodle. I said, can't be. I said, I don't care what color he's going to be, but he's silver, all right. So cute. Yeah. <laughs> so that was it. I And... I, I, if I hadn't seen those three dogs, I don't know, those three perfect little poodles. I wasn't poodle driven. But now that I think about it, I feel like we're like, like twins in a way. We have the same color hair,
0: all that stuff. Doing very good together. <laughs>
1: yeah. But it wasn't on purpose. And he was black. And I, <laughs> I wasn't, you know, leaning towards a poodle. It's just those three dogs just, oh, they were so cute. So that was why I got a poodle. And I had had one growing up. But no, I, I think I would have gotten any dog that was adorable, that ran over to me. wouldn't matter what it was. (laughs) I just knew I didn't want a 75-pound basset hound (laughs) who shedded, he shed, like, it was a shedding machine, literally. It was just constant, like someone put the switch on. It was nonstop. And when he passed away, for five years I found his hair. I mean, behind the refrigerator, in my drawer. It was just insane. I kept thinking, someone's got to turn the switch off there's, it, how much can a dog come? constantly, it was like I was walking around a cloud of dust for 10 years Swiffer I should have bought stock and Swiffer I would swiff every 5 minutes which was ridiculous as I was swiffing it was shedding it's a good thing that Winky is. Has, my hair falls out more so yeah, he, he turned out to be the perfect companion, I had no idea but he did, yeah he's the love of my life it's crazy, it's embarrassing but it's true but I think you can love dogs in a Absolutely. way that you can't love anything else. No question. I'm sure that's how mothers feel about babies. or You know, it's just yeah. I didn't have children, but I, I have a friend. Well, two friends, actually. And they said, this is really insane. And I love my children more than anything. But I love my dog in a different way. You know, <laughs> it's, a, it's a different love, I suppose. You know, I, I, I don't have anything to compare it to because I didn't have my own kids. But, um, yeah, there's something crazy about it you know i think that people feel that way with their cats their birds i mean i don't know if it's just dogs i think when you have an animal as a companion it's it's um it's pretty profound because it's it's a different relationship that you can't you know they can't talk back (laughs) you know they love you unconditionally and you
0: love them back unconditionally that was linda rodan beauty icon and founder of linda and Wings, a lifestyle brand for dogs and their caretakers To keep up with Linda, follow her on Instagram at Winks. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Please leave us a five-star review and make sure to subscribe so you don't miss a thing. If you have any pet-related topics you want us to cover, email us at podcast at petinsider.com. I'm Lonnie Edwards, and thank you for listening to the Pet Insider Podcast. Talk soon!